listeners this is grace i'm your host for uh kenyan american in the united states podcast and today um i'm excited to have you guys back again thank you if you're new i hope you hang around for a while um as long as you want (laughs) hopefully a long time and if you're an og thank you so much i look forward to hanging out with you even more um as we keep on um releasing more episodes i look forward to today's episode it's actually answering a listener's question um who wants to remain anonymous and i'm really looking forward to digging into this after a quick short break if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it is free there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alright, so the question goes like this. Hi Grace, I've really enjoyed your podcast. My friend and I listen and compare experiences. It's amazing to have such a unifying moment to celebrate and laugh at our differences and similarities. I'd love your input on a personal issue. Since coming to the United States 10 years ago, I feel like I have lost my identity. In my country, I was in a well-paying healthcare role after I completed master's education. We left due to major political instability at the last moment. My plan upon arrival in the United States was to further my education in a PhD program. But I first had to make sure that we kept the lights on. But 10 years later, I've made no progress and I'm still doing that top gap job to pay my bills. Your podcast has inspired me to look within and reignite my passions. Sorry, this is so long. I just wanted to make sure I brought my pro point across um i just want to know what your thoughts are on how i should get back on my path signs off as anonymous oh wow first of all i just want to thank you for writing in and those kind words i'm so glad that the podcast has inspired you to look within and think about your identity and the path you want to take um and go back and reconnect with where you wanted to go to begin with um yeah, I'm definitely humbled and touched that uh, you actually listen with your friends. That's amazing. And I'd love to do my best to give you some tips that I think, uh, at least within my circles, I think have helped some people. First of all, I want to tell you that uh, you're definitely not alone. I've heard this quite often. Um, and most recently, actually, uh, a friend of mine, uh, she's from Nepal. She told me that she actually got a PhD um, from a, a European country. And then when they relocated to the U.S., she has not been able to secure a position that uh, would be recognized so that her, like, he, all her credentials she seems she's having trouble having her credentials transferred to the american system and so she's kind of in the same situation where she she's got kids and so she needs to keep the lights on so um and she's she was concerned that eventually she'll fall into a situation where she's doing uh, she's doing jobs just to keep the lights on um and she doesn't want to make sure she she just wants to make sure that um she continues 
her career in the path that she wanted so yeah i'm totally i want to just make sure that uh you know you're not alone um and uh there's a few people who are navigating this and there's hope for you so um the first thing i can think of to tell you that i've seen has worked uh for people is you want to thoroughly prepare your application package um so your transcript so you just want to have all these things ready um think of a timeline when you are you think you'll be both mentally ready and uh like even if it's financially just like generally when do you think in how many years do you think that if you started the application process and you started thinking about this what's your timeline when will you be ready to actually start um and then that might include depending on the program that you're going to consider um does it require extra testing so for example the GRE and so that might include including your timeline that might include um taking consideration of your timeline to prepare for those extra tests uh, and also think about i don't think those tests those tests are not cheap so uh it might just help take some planning i don't remember i think mine i paid like 190 but i might be wrong don't quote me on that um and i think once you do them they're good for a couple years and uh you are able so if you are doing close to when you're doing your applications you may not have to actually pay extra fees for them to report for the institutions that are taking giving you this standardized test to report to the schools you want um wh where you are applying so for example once you finish your test you get a certain score and then that uh, that score can be reported directly to the school that you're interested in applying to usually um that could cost extra but if you're doing it immediately like if you're doing it directly through that school i think they have offers where they can do that for you for free so uh i think the first part of planning and kind of thinking about it and getting sort of it's like you just want to set the ball rolling um piece by piece so you want to first put together your like all your material i remember for me um some of the material included having an official transcripts as well as the official ones and it cannot it sometimes it's not the easiest if you're trying to get your transcript from your country of origin uh i remember for me i had to recruit a bunch of people pretty much everyone in my family to go physically to my university and try and find the official transcripts that were sealed um yeah so that's a whole thing you i would definitely start there and uh, make sure that all the all those transcripts are ready and depending on the language they're in or kind of sometimes the way that those transcripts are graded does not make sense in the american system so nobody sometimes people don't understand what certain grades might mean uh, so you might want to also have those sort of translated to the american system just have all those ready um there are certain organizations that do that officially uh yeah so it's not you can do, totally do that online so uh i i don't think i don't know for some reason i can't think of them on uh off the top of my head but if you just google you should be able to find organizations that translate your transcript to uh the american sort of uh just like the general like the four point grading system i think it's a four point gpa um yeah and those are some really big like 
pointers that you really want to um, line up those ducks in a row to begin with. That way on your part, you're ready uh, to begin the process because pretty much all the programs usually ask for things like that. Um, and then the next thing you want to do is start to research the programs you want to attend. So um, I've actually noticed that some schools might not be the the most well known but certain programs are probably very highly ranked in the states uh and so and even some of the more well known schools might be able might even though they have like maybe you you might think of oh this amazing maybe like Ivy League school has an only like, only like a 4% acceptance rate and so you get discouraged you don't apply but you might be surprised depending on your application package you just want to research um, they might be impressed by what you are able to do with the resources, whether limited or not, that were available to you. So beyond just like standardized tests, uh, your application package, they might look, depending on where you're applying, they might be looking at even more than, uh, they might be looking, they might be impressed by the things you're able to do under the circumstances you are in. And you might actually lie in the small percent that they might accept. Um, and in some cases, I know that some people don't want to waste applications if they think that they might not get in just because sometimes the application fees can be high. I remember when I was applying some places like you had to pay like a hundred bucks to apply. And once you apply, you don't even know if you'll like you obviously don't know if you'll get in. So if you're applying to like, I don't know, 10 programs that could easily rack up, not to mention like your extra bills. So um, I've heard some programs actually could waive those fees. So yeah, you just don't, you just want to first research the program you want to attend um, and figure out uh, the kind of people that, are, depending on the acceptance rate, who's the kind of person that gets accepted and then look at your application package. So you've already kind of started preparing your application package in the previous point so look at that package and see if you fit the bill if you would be sort of the person that they are looking for um based on so you you want to look at like the acceptance rates and uh so there's just so many things that you can tell from there usually they publish those actually so you can tell which kind of people they typically accept and then you can tell sort of like what your likelihood of being accepted might be um and once you have an idea of that, then uh, I would start to sort of make connections with professionals or department heads and students, just kind of start to research what it's like. So this could be, you might just want to be a little bit informal and uh, just like really chill about it. Maybe even like connect with them on LinkedIn, um, send them a quick short note. Uh, Hi, I noticed you are in this program. Um, if you have a moment, I'd just love to pick your thoughts on it. Like if you find a program that you really love and you're interested in and you think down the road, you definitely are thinking of applying. Um, yeah, just like figure out some people some key people in that program and start to like just connect with them because you know you never know what that could end up giving you uh sort of like 
opportunities that could come out of that and even just understanding just the general culture before you even start applying spending money on the whole the whole application process you might figure out that maybe that program the culture doesn't align with your values and so yeah i, I think it's really important to first of all uh to also reach out to people in that department and get an idea a feel of what it's like um and then um i would also identify some funding sources based on your unique your, your unique personality i mean sorry not personal actually your unique situation um you might be eligible for some either merit based or just like general grants um there's different kinds of funding opportunities you might get like grants there's scholarships sometimes you might get a fellowship there's assistantships and even within assistantships there's like teaching assistantships or research assistantships um and some programs will only accept people based on availability of these funding opportunities this is even returnships i've heard of uh, returnships where um some people dropped off the workforce because they had to take on a caregiving role like kids and then they get a, a grant where uh, like a returnship where they're able to go back to school and reinvent themselves and retool so i would definitely research that um so that when you're uh in school you're not worried about like paying the bills and thinking about the like, keeping the lights on uh because some of these opportunities funding opportunities might really help to cover all those like living costs for you so that you can fully focus on your academics um and then between now and the next application period you definitely once you reach out to the people like the professors if you find some that you really gel with like the students um uh, so figure out that uh, their points of need so sometimes you'll find that maybe they need some help during like grant application season um sometimes you'll find that they might need specific help like analyzing something uh you might just reach out and get an idea of like even some people might be looking for uh data so somebody who just like enters data into fields so like think of things you are able to do at this point just to keep learning more or even maybe i don't know write a review paper for them or s- stuff that could take a bunch of uh, extra work off their table if you find a, a company like a, a research group that you really gel with and you'd love to sort of be part of that um so this is a way to kind of suss out how you can start to get an idea of what the work they're doing is um and maybe that's also like once you've identified those then maybe you might even be able to offer some services that you are already good at to some people who might need them in those programs um and at this point then you definitely are starting your application process you've got everything ready you're uh, depending on your requirements some departments might accept you conditionally maybe on condition that you'll finish your GRE and submit it or um depending on whatever conditions that maybe your official transcripts they'll accept your unofficial transcripts conditionally and eventually they want your official transcripts to come through uh so yeah you definitely want to start the process but so at that point uh you're kind of doing all some of these things concurrently because some of them will take longer than others by the time you get everything you need um but these are just like a list of the stuff that you want to be thinking of and then um 
I actually sort of touched on like the so from the professional standpoints like the job looking like the um pro- professional growth on in season 2 uh I think it's episode 2 where or episode 1 where I talked about um networking so all of that also applies like for the, for your own professional growth I talked about how you can kind of keep on so kind of keep on um it's like when you're using your transferable skills to sort of a different direction so it seems like for you you'd be you'd be reverting back to your original direction and i think a lot of those tips really would apply it was also a listener question so yeah just look out for that i would listen to that episode um i think there's a lot of tips that could also really be helpful um and then another resource for you where I have extensively written a lot about this topic is my website, moneysmartphd.com. Um, it's a series on mastering your PhD. Um, and there's also a little bit, I think I might have written also a little bit about mastering your postdoc. I think it's been a little while, but there's so much there that should be able to sort of give you a place to start what to do the next steps um and i hope that you can feel supported and like you have enough resources and then um even while you're applying i just want to make sure you're thinking of this point uh you definitely want your essays to really reflect um everything you've managed to do with the resources available to you so you might feel like it's been 10 years you've you feel like maybe you forgot or you feel like maybe some of the stuff you know might not be relevant but this is where also i think that episode might be able to help you sort of figure out some transferable skills that you are going to bring to the table to this program and give a different perspective as somebody who uh, you came into a new country, you're figuring your path out, uh, and you never know, that might actually work as a strength, depending on how you write your essays and how you are able to relate that to what the program values. Um, and with that, I was just really want, again, to thank you for uh, trusting me with your thoughts and um, also listening to this podcast with your friends. Uh, I know it's not easy, but you can do it. You just need to, I know this, I've given you a lot to think about, but definitely you want to break it down into small pieces. I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to feel overwhelmed and feel like it's not possible. You can definitely do this. This this is probably something that you could be doing like for the rest of the year. You just don't, you just want to break it down into small steps. Um, definitely be consistent and follow up on it and uh, i i am confident that you're able you're going to be able to do it because uh you're already in a new country you've uh, managed to um figure out a lot on your own and yeah i definitely think that you can keep going uh, and we all have a long path in our lives so uh whichever way we go i think any experiences you've been gathering even if you feel like it's a stopgap job, I think some of those experiences and connections, um, I think it's really important uh, and it's not totally, I wouldn't, don't, I know it might feel like maybe it's not the best use of your time um, that you wanted to use based on your, your dreams, how you wanted to have used your dreams, but uh, you'll be surprised. You might get into that program and, and be thankful that you at least had that opportunity. So yeah, I just want to encourage you. I want to make you, I want to make sure that you feel like 
you have hope and it's not a complete wash and you can really just definitely turn things around and follow your dreams like you want to yeah with that i just want to uh wish you the best and please keep me updated i want to know what happens next thank you